Thank you so much. Feel free to open and yes. prayer and everything. Okay. Good evening. Good to see you all. I thank God for this wonderful opportunity for standing before you guys. And uh, thank you, Pastor, for having me here. And it's been a long time for me. It's uh, last time I'm in 2019, I was here in the States. So it's been three long years uh, for me to come again and uh, visit this wonderful, wonderful country. I'm so happy to be here. And let me introduce myself. You know, I, my name is Paul. I born and brought up in a Christian family. And uh, when I was two and a half years old, my father, he met with an accident and he passed away. And my mom was just 19 when my dad passed away. And uh, a lot of my relatives tell my mom to get remarried again, but she refused uh, for sake of me to raise me, you know. So she dedicated her life uh, for me. First, she dedicated her life for Jesus, then for me. And I have no brothers and sisters. I'm the only son to my mom. And when I was in her womb, she was praying for me uh, that she wants me to do ministry. God's work. But unfortunately, when I grew up, when I was studying in school and college, I just don't want to do the ministry, just wanted to get a good job and, you know, give my money to the ministry. But God doesn't want my money. He wants me. He just wants me to do his work. And uh, so I realized, you know, my mom and my grandma, they keep praying for me. You know, they want me to come back from my addiction to um, the alcoholic, uh, you know, they, they prayed very severely but because I was in my college, I was addicted, and I was hang out with my friends all the time. So in a particular moment in 2003, God met me in one place with an accident. You know, I was driving my scooter, and suddenly one small kid, like six or seven-year-old, suddenly you know, crossed in front of my motorcycle, you know, the kid was, had a severe blow on the head. And I was so sad about it. And I, I went to the hospital, I looked at the kid, and I was crying. And I, I came back to home and I was crying and crying. At that time, Lord was speaking to me and encountering, you know, he was making me to do his ministry. So I was crying and I, I, my life was totally changed. And my mom, my mom was saying, okay, you have to go now go to Bible college and, you know, learn Bible. So I went to Bangalore, and I, in 2004, I finished the course, and I worked with the organization where Justin was uh, visit India in 2008. So I met Justin in 2008. And uh, I was uh, working as an IT guy. I was working, uh, making... Uh, burning CDs and printing books. So this was my work. So I was working for the Lord faithfully. In 2009, I got married uh, with, with uh, my wife. I met her in Kerala. So that's a different story that my Justin and his friends, they came to India to visit India. And at that time, they uh, visited a place where my wife was working with a missionary who is from United States. So while I was talking to Justin, you know, I was looking for a girl to get married, and suddenly he introduced me, the girl. So within a week, 
you know, it happened. My marriage was fixed. So <laughs> we went there with my mom and my friend. We saw her and we fixed the date. Okay, after three or four months, we are going to get married. So this is what Indian arranged marriage system. So this is what happened in my life. And uh, it was such a blessing. You know, God has been so faithful to us in the year 2011. We started India Christian Fellowship Ministry. And uh, we had a small church in Kerala state. And God enabled us to rebuild that church. And uh, in 2012, we built a nice church in India. After that, God enabled me to come to United States in 2014. And I have totally surrendered my life to God. Lord, you take care of our ministry. And by the grace of God, we built uh, four churches in four different states in India, up in North India, Chhattisgarh, Orissa, Andhra Pradesh, and uh, Calcutta. So while we were ministering in the North India, we heard a lot of persecutions were going on there. And still there are a lot of persecutions are going on. Uh, because the Christians are only 3% of the population in India, but uh, we are more stronger than anyone else in this world. Amen. So even though we are uh, very few in percentage, but we are stronger in Christ, and we are more than conquerors than any other in the world. So I'm so happy that God is uh, helping us, enabling us to do a lot of works in India, Right now we are doing outreaches, we are sharing gospel in villages, uh, we go places and show Jesus film and share the gospel and giving them uh, the gospel tracts and help the poor people and every year we are helping 500 kids by giving them free notebooks to go to their school and studies, maybe the backpacks and uh, with the gospel tract and, and the Bible in the books. So they can go and share the gospel to the family. And uh, we help uh, single parents and uh, orphans and widows. So we want you to pray for our ministries, what we are doing there. And thank you so much for uh, having me here. And just wanted to share a little bit from Bible this evening. So let's all turn our Bibles to chap uh, Romans chapter uh, 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. I'm going to read from 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? So this is what uh, I can boldly say. There is nothing separate me from the love of God. In India, we sometimes face a lot of tribulations, distress, and problems, you know, but nothing can separate us from the love of God. In today, I'm, I want to encourage you guys to stand firm for Christ, whatever happens. We are alive today because of God's grace. Even in the pandemic situation, millions of people died. And by the grace of God, we are still alive. And those who are hearing my voice, so you are alive. So you make sure, are you in Christ? So God wants us to be in him, and uh, he wants us to be built upon him. So if we are built upon him, there is nothing that cannot separate us from the love of God. 
So this evening, I want you to encourage that we can go further from here. So God brought us this far, and we all are here. And from here, God wants us to grow. So anything else in this world like, you know, or tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, nakedness, this all happening all around the world. Sharing gospel, and it's very difficult in some places. Persecution is happening in a lot of places. Maybe hundreds of churches, they are closed because they are small churches. They have no voice to raise against the community. And, uh, and a lot of uh, persecutions going on there. But God's grace is still more for the people, those who are under persecution. Even if they uh, close, you know, in 2008, they, in Orissa, they burnt a lot of churches. But now, there are more than many, many churches came out of the persecution. You know, even if they destroy one church, God will open 10 more churches in that place. So, so Christianity, they cannot even, you know, destroy. Even, even though they are persecuting, but we are growing. We, though nobody can separate us from the love of God. Whatever happens, we are, okay, we are, go forward. So in 36 says, as it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Every day, for every day, it's pretty difficult to go further. Everyday life is very difficult in India. You know, since some in North India, they are getting four dollars for one day for their salary. One day salary is a four dollar. Ten hours work for four dollars. And they work hard and they feed their family and taking care of their family. And sometimes they work more to get little more money. I remember in 2011, I worked uh, for one dollar for an hour. I worked one dollar for an hour to take care of my family. And God still helping us to do his work and taking care of the family. And also we help our um, children, those who are in need. So we are helping uh, um, in meet their needs. When people come to us, we have no peace in our house. My father is a drunkard. Please help us to stay in your house. And at that time, we don't have place to you know, accommodate them. So what we did one day, last few months back, we made a tent, the canopy tent, and we make the family to come and stay in there. So we, right now we are praying for a building facility to you know, accommodate such kind of people. And one day, one day what happened, one old man, he came to us in the midnight because their children, the, the sons, they tortured him to give the land to them. Already he has acres of land, already divided to, they all given to the children. He only have a half an acre in his name. For that, the children, they tried to kill him. They tried to make him, give him wrong pills and medicines. Somehow they wanted to make him mad. So they took him to the mental hospital to get a certificate that he is a mental, so that they can get the land 
automatically to their hands. So this is what happening in India. So he came to us and we took care of him for six months and uh, he was died peacefully. He came to know the Lord and he accepted Christ. So God changed him even though he was uh, a bad guy but when he came uh, to us we talked to him about Jesus and he died peacefully. So whatever happens in the situations in our life, you know, now in United States of America, you have people are facing lot of problems, lot of troubles. It's pretty hard to stand for the Lord. But I'm encouraging you, whatever happens, you, you stand for God and God is for us. He is with us in all the situations, in everywhere, wherever you go, you are not alone. You are with God. So in verse 37 it says, In all these things we are more than conquerors than through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors in this world. It's unimaginable what the power we have through him. So God wants us to grow and God wants us to build ourselves upon him. So we, if we... Uh, rely upon him if we dedicated our life to him and he will totally control of us and the physical body needs food you know we know what we need we do exercise we do walking we do jogging to make ourselves healthier and the outfits food like whatever food in american food like a burger so this all I like <laughs> very much <laughs> so when I come here I eat pizza and burger but when I go back it's pretty hard to buy very expensive in India we do have some McDonald's and KFC but it's pretty expensive so we know that our body needs food and that's for our outer body but the inner man they ha he don't have any choice the outer man have very too many choices you know you can have healthy food and diet food but the inner man has a only one choice that's the word of God that's a Bible so he can only be filled by Bible through the word of God when you read Bible when you pray you are giving food to the inner man so when the inner man gets growing when he gets strong it's very easy to fight the outer man so when, when, the, when, when the body demands uh, something which God doesn't like, so when the inner man is strong, so you can say, I'm not going to do that. So this is what the overcoming life is very important in Christian life. Imagine that one bird is flying here and I'm, I'm sitting in a chair, imagine like that. So the bird is coming, the bird trying to uh, build a nest on my head. So. I was just keep quiet and sitting. So when I'm allowing the bird to come and sit, what it would do? It will make a nest and still I'm quiet and it will bring another bird. Still I'm quiet, I didn't do anything. So they become a family, they stay here for a long time. So still I'm not doing anything. I didn't move, I'm just sitting here. So what happened when I allow things to happen in my life, I couldn't move. So this is Think about the bird is a sin. So when the sin comes up into your mind, it's better for you to just say, go away from me. So you will be saved. So you can move from that place. So if we allow in the mind, and the mind will speak to the heart, 
and that's the second stage. This is the first stage, and the second stage is it's go to the heart. And even if you are not doing anything, that means if you are not, uh, you know, against the sin, then the third thing, they will decide and they will discuss about that to perform the sin. So the final stage is to fix the date or time to meet there and somewhere. So it's all in our hands. When the sinful thought comes to our mind, it is better for us to say, go away from my mind. So temptation may come. Bible doesn't say temptation may come. Bible says temptation will come to everybody. Temptation will come. Temptation will come, but you can overcome the temptation. Jesus says, you know, I am, I was living in the world. When I was, Jesus was living in the world, he said, you can overcome the temptation. Devil brought Jesus in top of the, in a top of the place and he was trying to convince Jesus that, are you a son of God? Can you do that? So these kind of questions arose in, um, in sometimes in our lives. Did, did God really exist? If God exists, why it would happen? No, see, whatever happens, that's what Bible says, you know, uh, in, in, in the following we can see, there is nothing we can say, for this reason I was away from God. You cannot say any reason. So that's what I'm going to read in. Um, it says in 30, 38, For I am persuaded that not even death or life, angels or rulers, things present or things to come, hostile power, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. That's what I like very much. This all the points it was mentioned, and finally it says, that's any other creature. So there is no other points to point out because of that I'm not following Christ. There is nothing that we can say this is for any other creature. It says, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our God. The love of God is with us all the time. It, no one can separate us from the love of God. We all are here. You know what is the greatest miracle happened in our life? Once we all are in the darkness, God took us and he brought us into the light and he made us in the light. So that's the greatest miracle happened in our life. And we are in God's presence right now. We are in the church and we are sitting and hearing God's word. That's the biggest miracle happened in our life. We are no more uh, a slave. We are no more a slave to, you know, anybody. God brought us. He saved us. He brought us this far. And he will definitely will take us to heaven because he loved us so much. God loved so much. For God so loved the world. In John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So Jesus went to the cross to give us everlasting life. He kissed the cross. He says, I am making new things. All the old things are passed away. Because in, 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 in olden days, if, if, a, if a poor guy, you know, if he did any sin, he has to cut a bird offering. 
if if a rich man if he did a sin they have to cut a cow or a, a buffalo for offering so what happened in early churches people the, the the system the principle you know actually it came brought into the community because the guy has to think about the one who is dying on his place you know the buffalo or the bird you know the principle brought in a purpose that he has to turn back from his old sinful life because he is supposed to die on that place but the animal was killing in that place so that's why god brought that principle that what happened the church was filled with birds and buffaloes and goats people do sin again and again they came to church and buy stuff and killing animals the sin was not yet finished they keep doing sin and the church was filled with animals so jesus came and he you know cast out all the animals in that church you know is that my church is a place for you um, the sellers so he was rebuking so all this one he 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 brought into one sacrifice that is our jesus christ you know he came to this earth and give his life a ransom to many he came even though he is equal to his father and holy spirit he himself he dedicated his life he surrendered his life he born he came he know that he he born to die he came on the on the gethsemane he was crying lord please take away this cup from me please take away this cup but it's not my will and let your will happens so he happily received death for us he died for our sins and we are no more going to worry about anything because he did everything in a perfect manner and he overcome every every uh, temptations you know he defeated devil on the cross so god brought us from darkness to light god doesn't you know he he has no other difference he never sees like are you rich or poor are you uh, white or black or you know are you educator or uneducated you know he never looks like this this kind of difference he always looks are you in light or in the dark so he wants us to be in the light so once we were in the darkness at that time our king was satan but now god brought us and he placed us in this church and he placed us in this light so now our king is jesus christ so he died for us that's the greatest uh, sacrifice he did and in luke chapter 14 25 it says and there went great multitudes with him and he turned and said to him if anyone any man come to me and he hate his father and mother and his wife and children and brothers and sisters yes even his own life he cannot be my disciple so let him take the cross take up the cross and follow me it doesn't mean that god says to hate your brothers and sisters or mom and dad no he just want the first priority we have to give to him you know when children born we say this is the gift of god children are from heaven that's true 
When I was born, my mom says, thank you, Lord, this is the gift of God. For my, when my mom came, my grandma, you know, say this is a gift of God. So what I'm, I'm trying to say is, every generations are from the gift of God. It's from the heaven. So God is giving us children. You know, so we have to give the priority to God. So sometimes, you know, uh, the, the first priority we are not giving to God. If we give to God the first priority, then everything will be all right. So that's why the Bible says, first seek the kingdom of God. Then everything will be added into your life. So the love of God should not go down in our lives. It has to be on and on. It has to be go faith to faith, glory to glory, and grow in the Lord every day. It's very important for us in these days. So in in all these verses, we can see the Lord, how he wants his people to respond to him. How he wants his people love him. Because he loved the world so much. He loved his people so much. He died for all people. He died for all people. Even, you know, the prodigal son, he gone away from the Lord. And he spent all his money. And he, he, was, he was totally away from God. But yet God... He loved him so much when he came back, when he realized that, oh, Lord, I did wrong. Please accept me. He is accepting us. So I'm encouraging you tonight, if anybody here that little walking away from God, I want you to come to the Lord. I want you to come closer to the Lord. And God is ready to, you know, hug you. And he is ready to take uh, care of you and he will guide you in whatever situations in our life. So please, uh, once again, I I'm, I'm, I'm really want to uh, pray for you guys. Shall we all pray for a minute? Yeah. Shall we all close our eyes and pray that, Lord, yes, let's, let's all pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful time you have given us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Lord, they beaten you. They made you cry. They made you... Bible says, he was not so beautiful when... He, he was not looking so beautiful when he was on the cross. It's not even we can imagine how he was broken. Thank you for the sacrifice, Lord. You poured your blood. You poured your precious blood for us. And you saved us. And you brought us into the light. You took us from the darkness. And you brought us into the light. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your awesome, awesome love for us. Lord, we pray and uh, we love you so much. And I pray for the people here and church, the pastor and all the families here, Lord. You brought us here. Because of you, we are here, Lord. Without you, we are nothing. You brought us here and we are alive today, even in the time of persecution back in India. You took care of us. Lord, we want you to continuously bless and protect all the missionaries all over the India. We pray for the missions, mission fields, missionaries all over the India. Let your love take care of them. Lord, we pray 
and we give all glory and honor to you in jesus mighty name we pray amen and amen amen thank you thank you